It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go on a Wednesday. <laughs> I love doing that. Mandalay Bay, NFL Media Center, NFL Experience is just across the way. You want to come down for that. Today's actually the inexpensive day. It's 25 bucks to get in. Uh, kids under 12, free. Nice. I think the uh, under 12 is free all weekend, but we'll double check on that one. Then the price goes up. A little bit. A little bit for the weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. John Von Tobel's here. Damon is back in our Finley Toyota studios. He was a very big favorite of many of our guests. Damon, oh, yeah. We taped absolutely. a lot of interviews today. Uh, most of the interviews come down in all these Super Bowl cities from uh, about 7A until 2P. So we take advantage of being able to uh, speak to folks and, and get it on the real, real machine. Uh, Damon, how do you feel about the reaction you got? Um, it was almost like we did this to you because they were all like, wait, why is Damon not hanging out with you guys here? Well, Steve, I guess uh, the best way to put it is I took advantage of my shots. And people could see, they could tell that, hey, this guy wants it. <laughs> you know? He wants it. <laughs> Brian Jones, I think, was the bigger fan, like the biggest fan. Yeah, Brian yeah. Jones. We'll, uh, we'll be speaking to Brian at some point. Um, from CBS, but uh, yeah, he really laid kind of lean into like what the hell happened to Demon? Who uh, who's got his thumb on Demon? Yep. And I made sure to I didn't I didn't name a person, but I was like, way above me. Executive decision. It's the man. It is the man. Always keeping you down. I mean, if you guys want to riff on this for four minutes, let's do it. No, 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 no. no. I I don't have any cachet here at the. Uh, at Lowe's broadcast. You're developing gonna, it. This is a big week for you. I'm not going to So you don't want to screw that. things up. Oh, I mean, I'm clearly, um, I have cachet in this scene amongst the, you know, my fellow national brethren. It was nice. Brent Musburger's walking through. Hey, Jonathan. I was like, what's up, man? Talking to him. That's impre- it up with That's impressive to people from outside the market. Yeah. You're, you're, who's that Who's that guy? Yeah. Talking to the legend. Who's this nobody? And not <laughs> even that. I didn't even go up to him. He called out to me. I didn't even notice him. I was too busy. Oh, Someone stop. came up to the table and tried to set up, maybe getting drinks later. I didn't catch a, I didn't catch a name, but I heard the voice. And JVT setting up drinks at Circa later. Oh, that was a, that was Raheem Palmer. Uh, I believe you know him, Demond. So yeah, that was Raheem. Raheem's awesome. So we were setting that up too. Okay. We know each other. Oh, weird. Didn't get that invite. I didn't get an invite last night. So you know what? Take it. I think you did. Yeah, I said right. we were, I said right. we were going to eat. I went to. I went home. <laughs> and by the way, I. I uh, Thanks, but no thanks. I can't. I can't make the Cosmo tonight. Uh, that's not where I'm going. I'm going to be at. Uh, I'm going to be at Circa, Steve. Is that what you said? Yep, I'm going to be at Circa. Oops. Well, I love Circa. We all do, Steve. Circa Las Vegas. Circa Squares. Circa Las Vegas. I'll be there. Yep, the D. That property as well. Love it. I'm with a group that I think may bounce back tonight after a meal last night and want something cheaper. There you go. Which last night was we found a really good spot. Last night was about sixty bucks a person, which I think is. Now we didn't go on the strip because I I want to take people out locally and go to good restaurants. So we had a good place. I highly recommended it. It worked out. Mm-hmm. Got compliments. That's always big when you got people in town, and you recommend a place. Got to be oh, good, dude. I'll tell you. I'm not going to name the place, but um, you know I wanted to get R.J. Clifford on Raider expert MMA guy Sirius XM star, and talk a little Raiders this week, especially with the Chiefs and Niners. 
taking over the city, which just sucks, and using their facility in their locker room. Um, he he got really mad at me. I recommended an Italian place, yeah, and it just was not a good night at that place. And he's never let it go. Oh wow, that stings. It's our town. Yep. You can't miss. See, the good thing with me in my situation is I'm from here, so when people come into town, they're coming back home. So like, I don't have to recommend. I mean, there might be some people that I know that haven't been here for a while, so I can recommend some spots that are maybe new that they haven't tried, whatever it is. But for the most part. You know, people know where they uh, where they want to go, or as you know, to make another reference to our friend uh, Brian Jones, they know where the bodies are buried. I believe that's how he said it when he said he went back to L.A. Oh boy, yeah, after he got paid. So interesting news on the TV front. We've talked to a bunch of people about Brady v. Belichick as TV broadcasters, and you think Belichick's going to be better than Brady? Yes. I disagree. I think Brady is going to be a stud, a superstar. This guy, this guy, Nick Saban, former Alabama coach, is going to be part of game day. Damon, reaction? Perfect fit, Steve. Did you The way he handled, what was the caller's name, Peanut or whatever? <laughs> you know, he, he knows what to do. He knows how to work the media. John? I'm sorry, I'm distracted. I think he's going to be great. Is there is the is the guy behind is is there a guy behind us with a shiny Taylor Swift coat on? No, he's actually if this is the real guy, it's the Cartnarks guy. What? The Cartnarks guy? You know who that is, right? Yeah, why didn't we book him? I, don't, I didn't know he was here. Where's the producer? Runner? How do you know what he looks like? He's I don't know. He just he just says Cartnarks because every time I watch the videos, oh, you're right. It's right just there. POV. He's wearing like a bulletproof vest. Those are some of the that's like some of the greatest videos ever. That's a I love that. Hey, you know what? I had a situation the other night. I was thinking about, I was thinking about tweeting out a picture of it. Someone left a bottle, an empty bottle of beer in a parking lot. And I'm like, that should be jail time. Like, what are you trying to do? So I saw in the corner one time a half-empty bottle of like Jack Daniels. Yeah. My guess was, is it actually Jack Daniels or maybe half urine because it was found at like 3 o'clock in the morning out here in Las Vegas. So. I know. How many times have you picked one of those up and just drank it? Never. Okay. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie Johnson is here with us, former NFL receiver. We were just mentioning you're, you're a, a big star. We want to get into a cool charity event you're doing. Uh, my partner is John. I'm Steve, by the way. Nice to meet nice, you. Nice to meet you, and, Steve. Uh, Steve. We, were just, we just saw a guy who had a, a label on the back of a vest. And what did it say? Cartnarks. You ever watch the Cartnarks video? Cartnarks, no. The guy no. who doesn't, if you don't put your shopping cart away in the grocery, he'll he'll keep bothering oh, okay. you to put it back. Yeah. Okay, yeah. See, a good thing that I'm one of those guys that I can't leave without putting the cart good. back. For yep. some reason, I got to put the cart I back. I used to be yeah. a courtesy clerk at Albertsons. So okay. I, I despise I the people it. who do not like to put their carts back. I just yeah, don't get what's going through people's heads. Guys, yeah, put the cart back. Like, come on now. It's, it's easy. Yep. It's easy. A little bit of work. Right? All right, so what's this been like for you? Radio Row is pretty crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, it's been great. I, I love it. I love the fact that, you know, you got different people from every different places, and, and, you know, you can run into this person. You can run into that person. You can run into this business, you know, and, and you can just provide. If you, if, you really, if you really dive into this, this is a great atmosphere for everyone. Yeah, it's my first time here. Okay. I absolutely love the atmosphere. It's been fantastic. What's your, what's your background in Las Vegas? How often do you come out here? Like, do you come out often? <laughs> Yeah, so, um, like, I've been coming here since, like, my rookie year. Yeah. You know, me and my wife, every time for a birthday, January time, uh, we would will, we will come around, come out here, you know, our off-season times. Um, so, yeah, like, like we on the West Coast. I'm from mm -hmm. San Francisco. We live in San Diego, so it's not, not, right. not too far. 
Um, but yeah, I just love the vibe of the, of the city. You know, there's always as always something going on, no matter the time of night or, or day it is. And I, I like that. I, I like having options and like having opportunity to do things, to go out. So we're ESPN Las Vegas. We've been fighting the good fight this entire time, uh, kind of protecting the city because there have been a few who thought like, oh, you can't have it. It was Boomer Esiason the other day said, now the team should stay out over in Arizona. Too dangerous, come too back. many too vices. Too dangerous to come out here. As somebody who has the history, you've come out here. What do you think of it as a venue for the Super Bowl and just in general players being around this kind of environment? Yeah, this is what it's supposed to it's supposed to be like this. You know, you know the world ain't perfect, nothing's perfect. This is a great location to have Super Bowl to have a team, multiple teams. You know, um, it's good and bad and everything. You know, like, like come on now, you, you can't keep a team away because they call it Sin City or whatnot. You know, hey, you got to develop your players, and, and that's what my, our business is. That's what my passion is. Is is developing student athletes and entrepreneurs. Um, so I try to get them early um, and, and provide these life skills and these tips and resources for what they may go through later on when they, if they get drafted by the Las Vegas squad. You know, you will know how to handle yourself and be prepared for these situations as opposed to just going in as an athlete thinking, I got the world on me and I can do whatever I want. Now I'm here in Vegas, it's the lights. And you know, it, it's a different world. So I just try to do my part to, to help out as much as I can and you know, hopefully hopefully people are, are safe and be able to listen and take heed. All right, so you are helping out. Uh, you got an event tonight with our good friends over at Naked City Pizza. What's yes. this all about? Yes, so, uh, you know, what we do is provide partnerships. So, like like in our, our uh, chair, our nonprofit, three things I like to teach. Knowing how to cook for yourself, culinary arts, um, being, being uh, comfortable going to a bank, you know, so uh, money management, and being able to communicate. Uh, communication networking that's all all ties in I, I house i house kids from different areas and i make sure that they able to communicate and talk to each other because i understood hey i first connect i start communicating with the bills backer um bills backers orlando and through that communication it it, it we, we provided for kids we provided for uh, provided food for families it just did more just all off of reaching out and saying hey would you guys want to do something you know and then that led to me um working with bills backers austin that led to denver and it led you know you know what i'm saying the communication led to things and now we're here with a naked city pizza with the bills backers uh, uh las vegas in city so uh, it's, it's pretty cool and it all started off communication and not being afraid um to step out there and ask, hey, do you want to do some type of meet and greet or this and that? You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people are, are afraid to. They're afraid to step out and ask those questions. And then, as you see, you never you never have nothing come to flourishing. You know what right. I mean? Yep. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm proud to be connected with I mean, in the end, most people are approachable. Right. And, and then when you pitch something like this, like they're like, yeah, that's, that's a good cause. So people shouldn't be afraid. You're denying yourself opportunities by no one should be intimidated by really by anyone else. Right. At all. At all. You know, we majority, like you said, majority of this world is here to help and, and move forward. There's 10 percent that's like leave me alone or whatnot. Yep. I used right. to be one of those guys. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay in my lane. I, I don't need no help. Not that I, I'm being mean about it, but I don't want to bother you. I'm going to just do my own thing. But that it, you, stress that comes with stress and you know, a lot of a lot of weight on your shoulders, and I felt like it was easier when you asked for help or, you know, you know, um, learned these type of things. You know, these type of skill sets. When you, as, as me as a, as an athlete, I learned all this sure. as an athlete. So um, I understood. I understood what these young guys need going into that life as student athletes. You know, 
Um, I didn't want them to be as late to the party as I was when I was already a pro learning how to cook or learning how to um, getting comfortable going to the bank. Like I was 20, 21, 20 years old yeah. and I wasn't comfortable writing a check, you know. So, you know, I, everybody's here to help. Don't be afraid, you know, just speak it. Sometimes you go get that 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 um, that no or no, nah, I'm not interested in that. That's cool. That's cool. That happens, you know. Okay. This is a cool event tonight. So <laughs> yeah. it's going to start at 7 o'clock. You got a uh, – four, four. I'm four, sorry, 4 yep, o'clock. Four I was, I was, I was uh, reading uh, East Coast time. Um, signed helmet being yep. auctioned off. Signed helmet, jersey. Uh, we got our children's book. Um, we'll be playing our red zone football, all-inclusive game. It's, it's just a right. good time. It's a good vibe, you know. Being able to be out there with the community. Uh, they don't uh, – you know, you don't always get to, to meet players from your favorite teams and stuff. You know, so I just wanted to – be out there and, and be a part of this this uh, community. Is it obvious who you're rooting for in this game? It very as a yeah. California native. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely obvious. I'm going with the Niners, um, but I'm not. I'm not just just saying, oh, Niners for the blowout or Niners for the win. I think Mahomes is going to always have a time to be great, and it's going and it's going to be again. To, we'll be leading. The Niners will be leading, and it's going to be down to a stop to uh, stop Mahomes from being great, and and that's what it's going to come down to. So you, obviously, you're from the area. You played there for a year under Jim Harbaugh. Before we get to, like, Harbaugh, the organization itself, how are they just kind of consistently, like, good, solid? Like, from year to year, there's some down years every once in a while, but generally they always find their way back to contention as an organization. Man, you know what? It's, 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 a, it's a collective. It's a collection of the business suits, the, the, the players, and the community plays a part, too. You know, supporting the, supporting the guys through it all because nobody's going through perfect seasons. Um, so it's a collection of that, you know, and if you off with one of them, it, it can be difficult. It can be difficult because let's, let's just say, oh, well, what about a community? You don't really need it. Yeah, but then guys aren't perfect. One guy miss a pass. Now everybody's talking about get rid of digs and get rid of this. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like we don't need that. We don't need to hear that. Just stay solid and supportive. And then, you know, players work, work, work it out, work um, situations out and grow and evolve, add players to the team, and then um, – you know, from from there, it's just about about making it happen. You know, that, that's what I say. It's yeah. just a collection of um, you know coaches allowing the players to be to be players. What was it like playing under Harbaugh? It was it was sweet. Yeah. To be honest, it was sweet. You always seen that who's got it better than you know, and then you hear you hear stories, and then you go there, and it's like, dang, he really like that. Like it's not just clips that that he's that they putting in. He's like that every day. You know, he comes in with a story every day, something about how he was competitive with his brother and his family. Um, and how, but how he would say it, it'd be, it'd be just different, you know, and, and you can tell he's locked in and, um, yeah, but, but, but not super serious, but you know, he's special. He's special. I, I like coach, coach Harbaugh. He was, he was really good. You think he turns around the chargers? Uh, I think he's got opportunity to, we still have to add a, a few people. We got to add a few people to the, to the team depth. I would say, um, every team is getting better though. You know, every team is getting better, you know, the rate, like, like, you got the Raiders. We, I'm from San Francisco, I, Oakland, yep. Raiders, this and that. So I, I'm a fan of it all. But uh, even you are because yeah. you started laughing when you said the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, what's going on here? <laughs> no, because like you guys, you got not y'all didn't take us from the Bay, but yeah. you know y'all y'all got sort us of. now. I, yeah. And I still support the Raiders too. But like y'all team is getting good. I, I watched uh, Jack Jones when he was a, a high school. That was player. a good pickup. Yeah, a great pickup coming from uh, New England. Um, the coaching staff, like y'all, y'all building those three dynamics right now, and you know, adding depth to y'all team would be would be great. But um, yeah, 
y'all getting there. The division is getting tougher and tougher. So we'll see how Kansas City can fare off uh, as these years come. You know, if they don't get better, it's going to be a new champ coming in, you know. So you got to get out of here. Yeah, it's 4 o'clock, about 45 minutes away. Uh, Naked City Pizza, I'm assuming it's a paradise location. So Indeed. it's a uh, short ways away. So you'll get over there in time. Love it there. Yes, great yeah, place, great food, yeah. Bill's backer. But get over there. Um, one more time, mention the name of the nonprofit. And if people can't get out to this, how do they get involved? Yeah, uh, so Club HBHF, which stands for Handle Biz, Have Fun, Exposure Academy, is our nonprofit. And, you know, you can, you can learn more about it at clubxa.org. Or you can go on our .com, our website, uh, hbhfclub.com. And, um, yeah, we got everything you need there, YouTubes. We got YouTube videos with, with um, our symposiums that we've had, so you can dive in a little deeper. Uh, we, have Netflix, we have series not on Netflix, on, um, on Roku, um, through the Next Network. Um, or you can just follow me um, at Stevie Johnson 13. I'm always posting different partnerships and things that we have going, so, you know, you can always learn from something. Hi, Stevie. Good luck yes, with this yeah. tonight, and, and, and great job, man. Thank Nonprofits you. are really cool, and I'm glad you have a, a mission in front of you post-career. Thank you Indeed. so much. Thank you. Thanks All right, we're coming time. back on ESPN Las Vegas. We'll uh, get into the meat of the show. Great charity event going on tonight at Naked City Pizza over on the uh, Paradise location, so stick with us. Our coverage today is brought to you by the Vegas Lurs. Yeah, I mean, I think when you think about Brock Purdy, this, is, this could be his Patrick Mahomes, right, for Andy Reid. And I say it this way. He couldn't get over the hump at Andy Reid. He was 11-13 and 13 before Mahomes comes in. Now, Mahomes takes it and elevates this thing. So if they found their guy, I mean, he went all in on him. Shanahan went all in on Purdy. He's your guy. All of a sudden, you win the Super Bowl. You now become what Andy Reid was six years ago to what Shanahan now is a Super Bowl champion who's gone twice and with two different teams. Are you comparing Brock Purdy to Patrick Mahomes? Back to Cofield and Company, live from Radio Row at Mandalay Bay, brought to you by the Vegas Lawyers, a division of Paul Pata Law. Your guy, hot take, hot shot. No, I will not stand for this. I will not stand for the slander of former Indianapolis Colts. He, it's very clear what he was trying to say there. It's just that they found their guy, that they're all in, just like they found their guy in Patrick Mahomes. He wasn't saying that they were players of equivalent talent. Just say that that was their guy. I think that's a pretty fair statement. Now, I don't know about going all in on Brock Purdy because it's not like they gave him like some massive contract extension and financially are invested in him. But clearly all he's saying is that he found his guy. That's a fair statement to make for Jeff Saturday, one of the greatest centers of all time. I mean, we broached the topic that don't compare him to Mahomes, but could this guy be – the franchise quarterback. I mean, all Saturday was saying is maybe he's the guy who can take little shiny to that next level. Sure. Because he's right there, but he's got to win one. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's always a storyline, too, that I think they gaffed years ago. Brady wanted to go there before he went to Tampa, and they rejected him. There was an arrogance, yes, that they were going to be able to do whatever they want with whoever they wanted. They didn't need him. And then what they do this last offseason? Oh, trust me, yeah. They were just like, no, we're good with who we got. No, no, no. No, there were there were stories about them reaching out to Brady. Oh, about Purdy actually talked yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I forgot about that. Yeah. Now you're gonna do it. Yeah. So they do have to. Great job, now on the last pick in the draft. Great job fixing the Trey Lance pick. Yep. But now you got to start winning some Super Bowls. And they're back here, and I think they're gonna be here for like you know at least competing. Look, it's really hard to get back to this point. So, and you hear anybody and everybody talk about that. You know, you think you're going to come back. You think you're going to compete again, and then all of a sudden your window shuts. 
and you have no path back. It's what makes what the Chiefs are doing so incredible. But they're in a well-run organization. And like you said, found a diamond in the rough and Purdy. Seems like they might have their guy. We have now. Is he going to be a Hall of Famer? I don't know. But is he just the right guy for what they're doing, as we've talked about a thousand times over? Yes. Still shouldn't have been in contention for MVP, but that's another story. I mean, he wasn't 15th. What do you mean? Like the 15th best player. No. Or someone who was a Cam Newton last week who said he's the 10th best player on the team, yeah. which is, come on, man. No. But, like, in terms of the offense and its success, like, if we're talking, like, one, two, three, four, five, that was, like, more four or five than one, two, or three. I think that's fair considering the system and the skill positions and the level of talent. Heck, I mean, you should include Trent Williams there, too. He's freaking awesome. Well, you guys have mentioned the collection of players is a big key, and they have you know several top guys at their positions in the National Football League. Right. And Jeff Saturday would know. He's played with some of the greats. If you watch that TV clip, because that was what on Greeny, Damon, could you see the, the gesturing by, uh, what's his name? The Well, I know his name, but uh, was it Tannenbaum, former Jets and Dolphins executive? And then Greeny starts putting a piece of paper up, and then I'm like, did they yeah, set Saturday up to say this so they could just annihilate him? Like, was that fake TV? I hope so. Why do you hope so? Enough of Jeff Saturday. I just don't oh like boy. that run he had with the Colts. I don't know why I put a bad taste in my mouth. Maybe because he beat the Raiders. That run he had with the Colts? You mean where he won one game and then blew a 33 to nothing lead? That run? Yeah. I, I mean, can't take anything he says seriously now. I, I will say... During that game against the Minnesota Vikings, which they blew that 33 nothing lead, I did tweet out, if they lose this game, you should build a statue of Jeff Saturday out front as the head coach because that could lead you to getting your quarterback of the future. And who knows what Anthony Richardson's going to be, but if he's a Hall of Famer, thank Jeff Saturday for blowing that game against Minnesota. It's part of the show. Coverage on Radio Rose brought to you by Ellis Island Casino. They've got their big game cookout, all-you-can-eat barbecue. They make the barbecue there. Uh, All-you-can-drink craft beer, one low price, 110 bucks. That's per person. Big game cookout right in front uh, at Ellis Island. A fantastic place, too. A lot of the venues are sold out, but the front yard, we love that. We just did a show there last week. To get more information and uh, book a spot in that big game cookout, you want to go to ellisislandcasino.com. Back to Cofield and Company, live from Radio Row at Mandalay Bay, brought to you by the Vegas Lawyers, a division of Paul Pata Law. So, John, you saw the uh, cart narc guy, uh, dude oh. who makes videos, goes to parking lots, sees people not put on the carts, and then gets right up on them. Um, what was the che- – I was going to say, what was the cheating show? It was Cheaters. Cheaters. How much of that was real? He got stabbed. Oh, that's a good point. He did get yeah, stabbed. So I think it was pretty real. Uh, get on our video when you get a chance. Oh. Um, is how – Damon, how re- – you've seen the cart narcs, right? No, I didn't know this you was seen it? until John said it. Dude, it's brilliant. Did they, you look it up? They just they, they creep up on people and are like, what are you doing? The the cart rack is right there. Why are you leaving it? And why is it behind another car? Yep. And then people get all froggy, like they get freaked out. Like, Well, the best part is what he does is he takes the cart and puts it behind their car. That's great. So they can't leave. Yep. And then they spend all this effort. That's the best and most, like, it's obviously, it's irony. They spend all of this effort getting out, moving the cart away from their car, getting out, moving. Right, he keeps putting it back. You could have just put it back in the first place. Like the first time. Yep. It's incredible. And there's no excuse. No. I'm- okay. I'll give you the next pet peeve. So, here at Mandalay Bay, they've really upped the security and all the people who are coming into Radio Row. And this is a massive space. It's the biggest 
the biggest radio row in history. We're Vegas. We do everything bigger. That's right. People want to come here. Not like some of these other cities where everyone's like, oh, God. So people are here earlier than they've ever been to be around pre-Super Bowl festivities. Well, security, they're pretty intense about it, and they've got a whole security setup down the way. So what it means is most of the people in here, and you know, I would say, I don't know, a good 35% are overweight, so we need to walk anyway, and right. I want them. Right. But we're hearing people complain, and I said it to you off the air. I look at them, I'm like, you know we had a guy on top of one of the buildings here spraying thousands of people mm-hmm. with bullets? We'll take the security, okay? By the way, not to go too deep on 1 October, but the same moron was also scouting other spots all around town before he did that. So yeah. I'm all for security. I don't want, you know, the uh, Mrs. Uh, what was her name? Was, was it Porky's? This is an old reference for both of you guys. I think uh, I think it was Miss Bellbreaker. I think there was a full cavity search in Porky's. Like, I don't want that. But okay. beyond that, do whatever you want to me. Okay. You know what I mean? Seems extreme. Hey, you got a metal coffee cup. You got to put that through the machine. Whatever you want. Just spray, x-ray, raise, all. I don't care. Just keep me safe. They let me bring you guys bread pretty easily. You did get the bread. Yes, I brought Do you have you the bread, bread around? I'm hungry. Yeah, it's actually it should be right here. Okay, I'm going to. Homemade bread? What's, what's no, it's, uh, bread? it's Mexican pan from my panaderia. There we go. That one texter is going to get mad again. Yeah, I know. Showing off again. Who's going to get mad? The guy who texted in and didn't like the way John was saying Cholula. Cholula. <laughs> Boom. Why, if you can't give your interpretation on the slang, or I don't know what you want to call Mexican American slang, okay. if you can't give your take on it, then why is it okay for all these New Jersey guys to do their American Italian, you know, hey. over there? Yeah. You know, with the gabagoo. Why is that acceptable? It's not. Exactly. It's not, Steve. You're more Italian than Mexican. I'm, I'm court, well, no, that's not true, but okay. that's okay. I'm a quarter Italian. Technically, I'm half Mexican. I really, what I am is just white because I measure my nationality and percentages. Okay. Yeah. That's how it works. We've talked to really cool people today. We're going to be bringing these interviews in a couple minutes. Uh, Dan Marino later on. Uh, there's a good boxing match coming up in March, so uh, our good buddy Leonard Ellerby was with us. Cam Hayward from the Steelers. John, what? and we're going to we're going to – we're going to put some effort into setting us up tomorrow. And, and, and I expect it to be blown off. Yeah. Because that's the kind of person to blow you off. Um, who are you most fired up oh. to talk to? Because you have been building a brand as the I hate New York, New Jersey guy that's up right. on social media. And you're really hooking people. Like New Yorkers buy it. Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, still waiting for you, Sean Stilato. Agent of one Tommy DeVito. Yep. We, we, were, we had him. We supposed to come. Yep. He knew. He heard. Damon, he, he blew us off. The guy with the uh, interesting hat and kind of the uh, the mobbed-up suit. The approach on that interview was uh, um, John's claim that both DeVito and Stellato were kind of fake Italians. Well, I don't know about Stellato. Just DeVito. He's probably fake. Yeah, that's true. You know, you guys maybe should sit him in between you if he does show up tomorrow. No, no guest has had that set up with you guys, but just for him. Well, right here's the thing. You. We we uh, our guest chair is up against the banner, and there's a camera on them, like they're like, <laughs> like they're being they're being interviewed. Uh, we're gonna take a photo for a, a perp shot, um, a booking shot. They can't if we both stand up. They got they're gonna have to like run through one of us. Right. He wasn't that big either. No, no, he was not. And all this is based off of my accusation. Right. 
when he was on with Chuge that he ranked raviolis as his number one pasta. Uh, yeah, Tommy DeVito was asked for best pastas. Oh, Cooge. Yeah, Cooge. Um, social media star who was, uh, who was giving out the uh, – well, he's kind of more the true Maron guy, you know, yeah. about a, a mozzarella and whatever sandwich. Uh, three Maron's. These guys, I'm not sure. We'll find out. He's well, supposed we, to come back tomorrow. You think? I think Q's got him for no. Yeah, I mean, like eleven. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Devito's agent's eleven tomorrow with Q, something like that. So we just okay. we kind of bombard him. But what we, if I just kick Q off of his own show? That'd be good. It's like no, let's go. We wanted a scrap, right? I'll tell you the one show we don't want to scrap with. Yeah. I don't know what Petro thinks he's doing here. I don't. Yeah. But I'm intrigued by this whole thing. Yeah. So our friend Seren Petro, lucky, stepped right in, stepped right in on the uh, the uh, the winning of the Chiefs. That said, he's been there 25 years. So. Right. But he he hired. I don't. This, this guy's like a former defensive tackle somewhere. Oh, his producer looks crazy. He looked he looked you up and down when you approached. Per, uh, I know Seren. I know. Uh, Dan Orlovsky sits down with us. We um. By the way, it's ESPN Las Vegas. I'm Steve. That's John. Great. Nice to meet you guys. We're, What's going on? We're very aggressive. Yeah. We're very aggressive out we just here. sat down. We're I know. We're very aggressive. We were just talking about people. Like, someone stood us up um, a little earlier. It was actually DeVito's guy, DeVito's agent guy. And, like, we're, we were just talking about tomorrow he's getting in that chair, and it's coming at him, and he ain't, he ain't getting out. You can't run from it, man. <laughs> no. I That's mean, not, we are. He, we just, are, he legit stood you up? Yeah, I think he, you know what happens. They go long. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're going no, long. People we could have anywhere. a decent respect of communication. That's right. Like, so where do you have to be next? Are you going somewhere next? I just follow wherever okay. like, the people that I'm with from ESPN tell me to go. We got seven minutes. Go. Okay. All right. So here we go, Dan. So you were one of my white whales. I wanted to talk to you here. What? All right. What? That's right. You're my Moby Dick. <laughs> because we got to talk about your playing career. Okay. Okay. The highlight <laughs> of my sports fandom, 2011. You know where I'm going? Do you know where you were? Do you remember where you were in 2011? Yeah, oh, yeah. I was in Indianapolis playing. Thursday night football. Against Houston Texans. Oh, yeah. The number three seed in the playoffs. That's right. Awesome. I worked at Starbucks at the time. I'm a Colts fan. Okay, you're an indie guy. Uh, all right. D- not at all. No, actually. he's not. That's the crazy part. I okay. grew up out here, but Peyton Manning was awesome. Oh, so when you yeah. pick a team, you, yep. pick the, you pick a team. Sure. Your game winner to Reggie Wayne. Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks. I was, uh, so Reggie, Reggie, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Man. I don't know yeah. Reggie would always walk by my locker. We, we were relatively a no-huddle team, so we didn't flip sides with the receivers. Reggie would often line up on the left, and he would always walk by my locker throughout that year and just whisper, throw left. Every time we walked by, throw left, throw left. So in that moment, I think there's 30 seconds left yep. in the game. I believe it was fourth and goal. We had just drove down the field, and we called the play, and the only thing I had in my mind was throw it left, throw it to that dude. And Houston all up pressured us, and Reg made a sick catch. Um, it was a very, very cool moment, emotional moment for sure. See, and so I, I did. I have something here, though, on the, outside of just fanboying about this. Because this year you only played, what, I think uh, six games with them that year, eight games, something like that? Five games that year right. with them, yeah. Because I wanted to bring this up because we saw this year a lot. Josh Dobbs is a really good example of it, right? Moving around, joining teams in the middle of the season. Sure. What is that like? Because Dobbs had success, but he was moving around everywhere. I, I can't believe that that's an easy process. Yeah, the way I kind of try to get people to understand it is just imagine if you lived in America and then all of a sudden – you know, you went to Hong Kong for four weeks, and then after Hong Kong, you had to go to, you know, some, you know, s- third different speaking language country for a, a month. And then after that, you had to go to another different language speaking country. And, like, you're expected to just wake up and go. You know, no, you don't have anybody 
holding your hand and helping you and and you got to go your results matter it's not like you're just wandering right. through the through the day so it's it's very difficult what josh did i don't you know i don't necessarily agree that they benched him when they did I, you know i thought what josh did was very impressive it's 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 a lot. Thankfully, he's a highly intelligent kid. Yeah. See, there was a process. I wasn't just here to, you know, I knew you were going somewhere. Yeah. Relax. Right. We got a guest on. We don't have to be aggressive on each other. Right. Dan Orlowski's with us. Um, Dan's sitting in with us and reminds me of what social media is like. I got a path here where you guys have your takes. People start criticizing you, especially the people who are in the basement, right? Nameless, faceless. And they almost accuse you of not being qualified to talk about an elite quarterback. Sure. Which is mind-boggling. Like you actually have to tell people, that, like, no, he played in the NFL. Yeah. Like just be, just because you you didn't turn out to be a Hall of Famer, you played in the NFL. Like his take is more valid than guy in the basement. Yeah, I mean, my thought on that is always this: I have to be so good that whatever your initial thought may have been of you were you, like you weren't a star or whatnot, you don't know what you're talking about. I got to be so good and prove myself consistently that what I'm saying is accurate that I switch you, I flip you. And if I don't, then I'm not good enough. Wow. And then I'm not doing my job well enough. I totally understand how people have those theories. You know, I had, I don't ever have to justify my career to anybody. Like, I know what it took. I know the type of player I was. I know the type of player I wasn't. You know, um, I'm, I'm wildly lucky. And so, um, you know, I, I also am very aware of, like, we don't get to do all this if not for those fans. We just don't. Good so, point. like, as much as, like, that 1% of me wants to, this sucks and I want to clap back at people, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm doing something else for a job that I don't like nearly as much, probably not nearly as good at it either. ESPN's Dan Orlowski, former NFL quarterback, is sitting in with us, uh, UConn Husky as well. So I want to break down the game here. In just a couple seconds, you got to tell people what you're doing because you have a radio responsibility that's pretty unique. Calling the game, yeah, yeah, we're calling the game. Um, where for, I mean, it's international, international, right? Yeah, yeah, so it's TV, but it's international. Sorry so no, you're good. So it's Australia, New Zealand. It's really any of the, the foreign countries that are span or English speaking countries. Um, so we did it last year. It was super awesome. You know, you're you're calling the Super Bowl. I said this. There's not going to be a ton of people that go to their grave saying, "I called Patrick Mahomes' Super Bowls." I, I somehow have lucked my way into doing that. So it's uh, it's a ton of fun. It's not like a traditional broadcast because so, we don't control a lot of it. We're we're getting a lot of the feed that Joe, excuse me. So uh, Jim, Jim Nance, and, and Tony Romo are going to have this year. But it's it's an unbelievable experience. Do you guys is it assumed that this is like an educational type broadcast, or are you just assuming they're all NFL fans? Oh like no, a general broadcast? NFL yeah, fans. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. We 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 call the game like we were do, like if it was okay. a Monday night football game. We we're very much so treating it as is. It's just we know that it doesn't go to America. Yeah, you know. Did you see the mini controversy a couple of days ago about Grassgate? At the UNLV facility, yeah, mushy grass for the Niners? Yeah, I mean, you've got to be conscious of that. I'll be honest with you. I called two international games this year. I did the London game and then the Germany game. And, you know, both times going out there and seeing some of the pro- fields that those teams were practicing, I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, like, I don't know how much, you know, you feel great about those as a coach, having your guys out there. So I think it's just something you got to be very aware of. I don't know necessarily the right answer. Thankfully, I don't have to be in those situations, but it's not ideal, obviously. Yeah, over here at UNLV, they just put in their own new artificial turf like yeah. four months ago, and then they laid grass over it a week before, and then it rains. Well, what happens is a lot of coaches don't like practicing on turf because of the older guys. So often their joints get so, 
impacted that they can't practice the next day. I remember being in Houston with Kubiak. We had a bubble. You know, even though it was 110 degrees out, he would be on the, outside on the grass because if we were in the turf, guys couldn't practice. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. So tell me about Brock Purdy and what you say. I mean, Brock is, I say Brock is an elite performer. I think there's two groups, elite, whatever you want to phrase him as or categorize him as, have at it. I, I say elite quarterbacks are one of two things. One, when we're a little bit depleted, our number one receiver is going to be out for three weeks. Uh, you know, our starting, our left tackle is not going to play. Our defense got 35 and hung on three weeks in a row. You can just, by your play, raise the group so you can win the game. Maybe not all of them, but you're going to, through a stretch, be the reason the team wins the game. Now, there's three guys in the league like that. Patrick, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, okay? Or, hey, when things are good around you, you, you play at such a ridiculously high level that you're top five and everything, and we win a bunch of games. And you're in many reasons, many ways, uh, why we won certain games. Brock Purdy's firmly pl placed himself into that grouping. I don't know if Brock's ever going to get into that other grouping. I don't know if he's ever going to be asked to get into that other grouping. I don't know if he's physically good enough to be into that other group. There's three of them. Yeah. Joe Burrow maybe could get into that conversation. Um, but I know Brock has firmly played himself into that other group. So you played in Houston, so you played under Kubiak. This is a system, right, that's pretty similar, right, yeah. from that Shanahan tree. Yeah, yeah. So us talking heads like to say, like, well, he's along for the ride. He doesn't have to do that much. How, how complex is this? Like, what is his job like? How do you explain that to, you know, to us in layman's terms, the responsibilities of Brock Purdy? Yeah, I don't think Brock has a ton of pre-snap responsibilities. That's not necessarily a foundational part of this offense. Yeah. Patrick has way more. The, Kubiak and Shanahan always wanted the quarterbacks to play fast. I don't want you to think a ton. You know, we, we rep stuff. We listen to our feet. That tells us where and when to throw the football. you got to trust your eyes and your instincts on that stuff. But he, he didn't want you to be bogged down by thinking. I will say this. I've seen – I played under Kyle. Um, I've seen every snap of Kyle's – teams when he's been a coach this is the best that offense has played matt ryan's 2017 mvp year i don't know if i'm playing placing brock in that you know he's he's flirted with it um but this offense is different than it has been in the past in a positive way brock has made i think brock is one of the best layer throwing football quarterbacks in in the league right now and the last thing i would say about it in regards to that is in 2019 when jimmy garoppolo took this team to the super bowl jimmy played really good he played good football that was the second-ranked defense in the NFL. This ain't the second-ranked defense in the NFL in San Francisco this year. He, he's not riding the backs of a top-five defense. We're a big food show. We'll close on this because we're, uh, we're up against it. Dan Orlovsky's with us. We love to talk food. We also cover a lot of MMA. I'm going somewhere here. Um, when MMA fighters go on the road sometimes internationally, right, they have a headquarters. They love Vegas because their whole food routine is down. You are very routine very. about your food. And, and like, you're, the people around you mock on you. Yeah. On the way here, I just had two pieces of grilled chicken cubed. Okay. So, like, when you go on the road, a place like Vegas, all this great food, are you, are you still like, nope, can't do it? I, yeah. I have to stay. Like, why, why are you so dedicated? Uh, a couple reasons. Uh, number one, when we have triplets. My wife and I have triplets. My oh, wife okay. had them, obviously. After she, my <laughs> wife's 5'2", 100 pounds. Like, Thanks so, for um, <laughs> You know, after that, she put on, like, 55 pounds. I'd be bay weight. So, she became, like, very interested in, like, hey, uh, like, eating – clean i guess healthy but not nah. to the extreme um so i I've adapted that a little bit um two i the one of the things i don't want my kids to say is like you don't play with us anymore so oh. i got to be healthy enough i want to be able to do that i love being active three my mind if i go a day without working out i get cranky and agitated and whatnot 
And honestly, the last thing is with travel, and I work so much during football yep. season, I can't, I can't get sick, you know. And so I yeah. think like the, the better I try to throw some, some decent stuff in me, the, the more likely I'm going to stay healthy. That cookie? Yeah, yeah, it's not going to happen. I would, I would love it. I'm not a big cookie guy. I'm a chocolate well, it's, guy. It's Mexican bread, so yeah, it's a little different. I'm a different. chocolate guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, it's boring, but I got, I got elements not, I in my – I admire it. No, it's, I, it's, I admire it. I got elements in my daily life that are boring. Yeah, for sure. At least you're not for like sure. – we know a guy who doesn't like his food touching – you know, certain things like he's never tried maple syrup, like things like that. That's no, kind of weird. I mean, I like maple syrup. I don't ever use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, there you go. Yeah. Dan, you're great. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate, appreciate you. It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Do you believe that Phil Simms wears lady glasses? Or are they men's glasses? Oh, no, no, no. I don't feel that he wears them. He does wear them. (laughs) Oh, no question about it. No, no. Phil Phil knows knows I would never speak ill of him. He's had Diana, right? Diana. He's had him trimming his eyebrows. Oh, look at it. No, no, no. He wears his wife's eyeglasses, but he is forever forgetful on everything. Oh, yes. Ask what? Call what? Diana. No, he's that. got his, No, he's got his own glasses now, but he's worn Diana's glasses. Absolutely. Oh, I knew it. Phil Simms didn't tell you that? No, no, we just we identified them as lady glasses. I don't even understand what the big deal is. So what? Yeah, I don't really understand it either. As somebody who's accidentally worn a women's shirt before. Wait, what? So when was this? It was you, year, when you, I, was, I was like, you certainly can't fit into your no, wife's it was when I shirt. Was, She's like a third the size of you. No, it was, so it was when I was skinnier and better shape. But I, I just I bought a shirt. I think it was a shirt or a jacket. But the way, and this is how I'll always remember, it looks fine. Like, it didn't look anything different or crazy. But it's, I guess it's the side of where the buttons are. That's how you tell if it's a woman's shirt or a man's shirt. I had no idea. Right. So, like, apparently the men's shirt buttons are on the right side women's shirts buttons are on the left side and that's how somebody told me that i was wearing a woman's shirt um it was a nice shirt i mean if the so snuck in she's a lot smaller than i am if she snuck in to my closet like five blouses and they weren't like super blousey i would wear a woman's blouse all week and not even realize it well it's like the uh, remember the office episode where he find he that's buys right, where michael right. scott buys didn't new he, pants he got the pantsuit didn't yeah he? and then they, they like <laughs> They keep, they're like, wait a minute, there's no like women's pants. Like, no, not at all. And you're like, what's the brand? And like, he shows it. It's like mysterious yes. or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Um, they help you see. They help you see. Yeah, Sims. He's a unique guy. He's a unique guy. I've noticed that with the glasses. They do look like well, women's glasses. Uh, his hair is more of like because they all have to dye their hair when they get older. Um, his hair is like a chartreuse, which is weird. Um, I gotta tell you, I admire Dan Orlovsky who came on. And was like, hey, my wife, basically, her lifestyle forced me into eating, like, I'm going to say a lunatic, eating healthy. But I liked what he was saying about food affecting him in certain ways. I am, I have not eaten much today. What I've, I've just shoved stuff in. I am so punchy right now. Like, we were both just crawling all over. I Like, we, one of us was going to sit in his lap. Yeah. Well, I'm, I am, I'm getting punchy. Uh, dibs, first off. Second, um, <laughs> I would say... Like, for me, he had actually, not to get too personal, he hit on a key point for me, which is, I don't know if you've noticed, but, like, I've been, like, I don't want the donuts, I don't want the sodas. I I'm, like, trying to, like, because I've been try- I've been working out more, I've been trying to, because of his, one of his points. I like to play with my kids. I don't want to be 
the dad who can't run around with his kids. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's – it's a really important point because there are a lot of out-of-shape dads, and especially in this environment and, you know, sports radio where we're sitting here all day, the only things that are provided are chicken wings, donuts, and sodas. <laughs> like, it's it, – it's, I'm really trying not to do that as Danny came over here and ate his third cookie of the day. I want one of those cookies so yeah. bad. So bad. Yeah, I can't uh, – uh, one of our cats, I can't pick him up. He's too heavy. Yeah, you can't play with the kids. Well, I don't no. have kids, but I can't play with the See? cats. I was just offered bunt cake. No, I'm out. He's got a bunt cake? Nothing but cake. Well, we got gum, bunt cake, uh, cookies. Oh, there, there's a bag of snacks beneath you. It is, and it's yeah. like a 17 pound bag of snacks. Chose the pretzels. Trying to, trying to, eat, trying to eat well, Steve. All right. Doing it for my kids. Well, you're, you're trying. I don't so know Tyler hates my kids because he tried to offer me cake. He did. That's he countered that right away. Well, you know what? You know, Tyler knows what he's doing, as we've heard. You know what you're doing. Trying to fatten us up. Uh, this hour is brought to you by Circle Las Vegas. On the way back, we are going to talk to uh, one of the members of the Raiders, uh, wide receiver DeAndre Carter, here at Radio Row.